Y'all here, we out here on this bitch. Y'all, we out here on some nut shit. Y'all already know what it is. Y'all already know what it is. Y'all already know what it is. Wait, time out. I don't have a good song on. I don't even have a song on. Yo, if you guys thought I was gonna miss out on talking about new Sism music, you are deeply mistaken. But we'll get to that later, trust me. Before we get started with this week's New Music Monday slash Tuesday, sorry for the late upload again, but who cares? I'm late, I'm late. I wanted to apologize for not releasing any episodes last week, but I was just kind of not really in the mood to record anything this last week. I was kind of busy and not feeling too great. Um, mentally, not I'm not sick. <laughs> not in the mood to record so i decided to just take a week off and come back all fresh this week that being said i do still want to highlight some really great music that came out last week but because there was a lot of great music that came out last week that i did want to talk about so putting it here singles i want to talk about or i think should be noted that i really liked um over now by the weekend and calvin harris expensive by todd dollar sign and Nicki minaj that song's I'm kind of iffy on that one. I don't love, love, love that song, but it, I still think it's pretty good, pretty all right. Good Morning by Black Thought, Pusha T, Swizz Beats, and Killer Mike, and Love Reggae by Jojo and Tanache. Excuse me. And then the albums that came out last week that I wanted to talk about, or that I think you guys should go listen to, first one called Use Me by Paris, spelled P-V-R-I-S. It's more of a, it's like a rock, alt-rock, synth-pop, it's a weird little kind of combination there but really fantastic album another band that was put on to me by pause <laughs> that was put on to me by um my roommate matteo shout out to matteo for the good music recommendations <laughs> i want to say keep them coming because he, he gave me a really bad recommendation last time so i didn't even feel like talking about it. that's how bad it was but <laughs> go check that one out that album's great also smile by katie perry came out and I, obviously, it's just a pop, it's just a normal Katy Perry pop album, but I liked it a lot more than I thought it would, I'm not gonna lie, especially as I was looking at the, the cover art for the, for the album, and I think I came in here, like, a couple episodes before, like, on previous episodes, and kind of, I, I kind of didn't like the songs that, like, some of the singles that came out, and I don't know if it was just, I can't remember which singles I talked about, but if they, I like, I like the, like, as I listen to it, the album in full, I liked a good chunk of the music, as of the songs, like, I probably liked maybe, I don't know, 8 out of the 12 songs, if I'm, if I remember correctly, which to me is pretty good, for a, for a Katy Perry pop album, I think it's pretty good, but, I mean, I don't know, if you're into Katy Perry and the pop music, definitely go check that album out. Next album I have is called The Room by Ricky Reed, who I am not, who I was not familiar with before this album came out. But if you guys remember, I believe three weeks ago, maybe on New Music Monday, I talked about a song called, oh gosh, what's that song called? It is called Better by Ricky Reed, um, Leon Bridges, and Keanu Lede. And I said that that's one of my favorite songs that came out this year, and it still is. And I just happened to notice that the whole album got released, I guess, the week after. So I checked it out and I liked it a lot, a lot, a lot. I liked it. There's some, I don't, I didn't really know what to call the album. It's kind of like all over the place. It's not like a very cohesive album in terms of like anything, <laughs> but there were a lot of songs on it that I liked a lot. It's more of a, it's a really low key sounding album. Very, um, I guess I would call it, I, I, I'm not going to call it R&B. I'm not, I'm, it's not even close to R&B, but it's definitely a lot slower 
definitely a lot calmer music, but it's all, for the most part, it's very good. And Better is still my favorite song on there. I also like Fave Boy, and then I like uh, In a New Place. That song is fantastic, too. And there's some other, uh, there are a lot of other ones that are great, but those are my three favorites. And then the last album that I think you guys should go check out is called Energy. It's the Deluxe of Energy by Disclosure. And, you know, if you've, you've probably heard of Disclosure before, I can't remember the name of their song that was really popular a few years back, but, or Latch, Latch, Latch. Yeah, I think it was Latch. That was Disclosure and I think Sam Smith. But they're a electronic dance duo, I think. I think it's two, I think it's two guys that are, that create Disclosure. But um, that's a pretty good album. It's really like, if you're not into dance music, then you're not going to like it at all because it's literally just dance music. But there are a lot of really big name artists on there. And I mean, I pulled a few songs from there. The album is a, it's really long because it's a deluxe. And it's really kind of, it kind of takes a toll on you to listen to it all in one sitting just because it's all like really kind of similar songs on it. But I mean, I still pulled some great songs off. And I think, it, I think the genre sounds cool. I like this kind of music. But I think it was like the last album that I listened to when I was listening to all the new music that came out and I was just kind of like tired of listening to music. So maybe that might have affected me. I should probably go back and check it out again. But again, that's Energy by Disclosure. All right, now let's get to this week's or this past week's most notable music. Uh, there's not a whole lot. I feel like I say that every week <laughs> and every, every week I kind of lie to you guys, but what I should say is there aren't a lot in the Don't Bother, which I was kind of surprised by. Mostly because if I, there weren't a ton, I didn't listen to a lot. I was kind of busy this weekend. I was up for visiting friends at Penn State this weekend, so I didn't listen to a lot of music. But I picked out, you know, the ones when I was scrolling through what was new. I was like, all right, well, I definitely want to check this out for, for so-and-so reason. So of the ones that I did check out, you know, there weren't a whole ton that I've did not like, but there were still two that I'm going to talk about, and both of them had Doja Cat, and it would kind of, which kind of hurts my soul, but, and definitely hurts my, my argument, my, my opinion that Doja Cat is, you know, is, is a really fun artist to listen to, but whatever. The first song on the Don't Bother to Listen to This section list, whatever you want to call it, is called Do It, it's the Do It remix by Chloe and Hallie. Haley, I, I keep saying, I think it's Chloe and Haley. Um, I believe I might have mentioned this song when I talked about this album way back in my first episode of this podcast. Um, Chloe and Haley are really, are really, really, really great new um, R&B duo, two girls, and they make really good, they make really great music, just not this song. <laughs> the song, the original song was really good, but this remix is not very good. Uh, this remix has uh, obviously Chloe and Haley, Doja Cat, City Girls, and Mulatto on it. Excuse me, and this this remix honestly is just kind of kind of sad, and it's kind of really bad. <laughs> honestly, this remix is just a just like an absolute clinic on how to absolutely ruin a song that's that was already fine in the first place. Like a song that did just not need just didn't need a remix. They just kind of butchered it. In a lot of ways, it reminds me of. Um, uh, what's the remix I was shitting on the other week? That was that the one that had Doja Cat in it, 
it was the Doja Cat, oh, it was the Doja Cat and Nicki, yeah, it was the Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj remix of Say So, it reminds me of that song, like, I think Say So was a fine song in the first place, and then, honestly, Nicki Minaj just got stapled into the song, just arbitrarily, and then they kind of made the whole song sound weird, it kind of, it's the same kind of thing on this, except, it's, it was kind of Doja Cat's verse, or, it was Doja Cat's turn to have a verse that was just copy and pasted, or cut and paste straight into this song, just oddly, oddly placed in the beginning of this song it, it's not like you know it's not offensively bad by any means but it just doesn't belong it just doesn't sound like it belongs on this song but whatever and it just it doesn't fit the vibe either the song has a very clear vibe to it, it has a very clear like tone to it and you know it, to me it would i don't know why you would switch up switch it up like that I don't know why, and she, you know, Doja's not the only one to do that, City Girls also do it on their verse, which is also, which is just terrible, in my opinion, and Mulatto actually was a pretty decent, Mulatto actually had a pretty good part here, but, you know, as I said, it's, it takes a song, this, or a remix this bad, needed a lot to pull it back together, and Mulatto could just not carry the weight of that, she just couldn't do it, but, yeah, do it remix. Do not listen to that song. Next song you should not listen to. I doubt any of you guys were looking to listen to this song anyway, but it's called Del Mar by Ozuma, Doja Cat and Sia. Ozuma is a I am I'm, I'm gonna just kinda vastly generalize here. I'm pretty sure Ozuma is a Latin trap artist or Latin pop artist. Now, he's a Latin some artist. But obviously Doja Cat and Sia you guys all know about. This is a really bad pop or Latin pop-esque, I, I call it Latin pop-esque, because I'm, I'm sure my, my Puerto Rican friends up at Penn State would make fun of me for calling this Latin pop, but to me, that's just what it sounds like, it's just, it's just not a good, you know, it's just not a good song from that genre, or from that cloth, it's just not very good, not very good at all, and that's really all I had to say about it, I just, just didn't like it at all, in the slightest bit, no jokes really to make, actually, I do, a jo- well, I mean, it's not really a joke, I don't, I just, I guess I, the one thing I, I guess the one small thing I did want to say is, I don't know who's more annoying on this song, Doja Cat or Sia, which is really just not a sentence or a question I would ever have thought to have posed to really anybody of who, in, in the history of ever, like, you know, who's the most annoying person on this song, Sia or Doja Cat, but I say that to say they're both, they were, they were both super annoying on this song, just, just don't listen to this song. And jumping straight into the mid or songs I was mixed about section, the first song I wanted to talk about is called Inhale by Bryson Tiller. Excuse me. And what I will say about this song, or what I will start off with saying about this song, is that I absolutely love, love, love the sample that they used here. It sounds like a, um, again, I'm going to butcher what this sounds like to me, but it sounds like a 90s R&B or very early 2000s female R&B song the sample i don't know what it is but i love it a lot and it's a very good thing that i love it a lot because it plays for the entire first minute like at the whole for like exact like almost exactly a full minute of this almost three minute song almost so it plays the 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 sample plays for a, a third of the song before you hear even the the slightest hint of a bryson tiller yeah ad lib and honestly, that's kind of where I became really conflicted with the song because they could have done two things to make the song really good. They could have, they could have either, 
Well, I'll get into the second thing. Well, technically there are three things that they could have done, but I'll talk about the first two here that have to do with the sample specifically. What they could have done is they could have essentially just cut the sample in half and then given Bryson Tiller another verse and then kept it around the same length, or they should have just given him another verse. Like, in, or they, they could have just... They should have just cut the sample. It's just way too long. I like it, but it's way too long. It takes up the vast... It takes up essentially the majority of the song, the instrumental. Like, Bryson Tiller's only on here for barely a third of the, of the song. The rest of it is just instrumental and sample. Which, again, I liked, but... I'm not. I'm not sure if this would be his like his um, his lead single for his for an album that I'm assuming is coming out soon. But if it is, it's a bold strategy to not have the lead artist be on the, have the the majority of the time on his own lead song. It's just a weird strategy for me. It's if that is a strategy, but again, I'm just kind of shooting in the dark with that. The third thing that they could have done to make this song really good is have Bryson Tiller sound like Bryson Tiller he sounds so weird in this song he's pitched so so different I don't know if that's just I don't know if it's just how his voice sounds or if he's just kind of doing like a Playboy Cardi thing it doesn't sound like Playboy Cardi please do not do not think that I'm saying that it sounds anything like Playboy Cardi's baby voice but it's just kind of like pitched weirdly to me I don't know if it's just mixed wrong or if it's meant to be like that on purpose it just sounds weird to me especially considering I mean, okay, so for all of you who might be new here, his debut album, or Bryce Tiller's debut album called Trap Soul is one of my favorite albums ever, and, I mean, it, like, it really brought me into, like, the R&B world when I started listening to music, like, a lot, and, you know, I, I just like that album a lot, and I, one of the things I liked a lot about that album is his voice and how he, you know, how skilled a singer he is, and how much I like how he sings over the songs that he makes, but... And, and I expected to to hear something, a similar sound, or at least have his voice sound similar in this song. It just sounds higher pitched, but quite, I don't know. It just doesn't sound, it doesn't sound bad. But it just doesn't sound as good as I thought or I remember it as. And it, it got to the point where I listened to the song and I was like, there's no way that's Bryson Tiller. I went back to Trap Soul and I was like, all right. Let me listen to his voice and make sure I'm not tripping in that this is just how his voice sounded the whole time. It's not. It's just, it's pitched weird. But that's really my only beef with this song. That's my biggest. And, uh, you know, and it could be like, you guys could be sitting here listening to me talk about it and be like, ah, you know, if it sounds slightly off, it can't be that big of a deal. But, again, like, this is, it's not like, it's not like he's the feature it's listen. It's this song is the way that this out this song is structured. It sounds like he's the feature on his own song, just like the contribution that he gives to it. But at the same time, he's you know he's the lead singer on the song. It just doesn't sound like it. it in whatever what contribution he does have on it, isn't great. It isn't great. The style the style of how he's singing, like the flow and how, like the cadence of which he's singing in, is very Bryson Tiller. It's just the pitch. And it's just enough to, like, m make me feel away. It just made me feel weird about it. But it is what it is. It is what it is. I still saved it to my library. <laughs> so maybe I just need to get accustomed to it. But, you know, I guess time will tell on that front. There is a very cool beat switch at the end, which, I mean, I guess is cool. But, you know, not enough. as I like to say, not enough to save the song. Or to make it vastly better, I should say. The song is fine. It, it doesn't need to be saved. It, it, it's, it's fine. But 
it could be better. And I hope, I hope, I hope that this album is better than this. If there is an album, in fact. Next thing I, excuse me, next song I want to talk about is called Glitch by Buddy and Tanache. And I can't say that I've, that I'm a big Buddy fan, even after, like, I kind of, even after, like, how I saw him in the Dreamville sessions, I never, like, left those, that, like, documentary, or his contributions to Dreamville, or uh, Attack of the Dreamers, or whatever the fuck they call it, um, or Revenge of the Dreamers, excuse me, Revenge of the Dreamers 3, even, like, hearing him then, I never, like, left those songs, or that documentary, I never left him, was like, oh, I need to go listen to this guy more, and, and, you know, neither does this, neither does this song specifically, I mean, it's cool, it's, it's just cool, the beat and Tanashi are really kind of pulling the weight for me, for how much I like this song, but like I said, it's just kind of alright, there were, there were, as, as, as far as I can say, there were way worse ways that they could have used their two minutes and 20 seconds that this song is length at, but, you know, on a, I mean, I guess that's something that it could have been worse, that's a pretty shitty analysis, but that's the only analysis I got, because it, it, there's n there's really just not much to it, it's just kind of alright. Next song I want to talk about is called Tap In Remix by Sweetie. Sweetie, Post Malone, The Baby, and Jack Harlow. And we'll get into cheat code samples later in this episode. But the Blow the Whistle instrumental, what's the name of the song? I'm pretty sure it's called Blow the Whistle. Um, you guys know what I'm, you, you, if you heard the song, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But the Blow the Whistle instrumental to me that they used in this song is, you know, is to me a cheat code sample. There, there are certain songs in the world that that artists have made in the past that would qualify as cheat code samples where it's just kind of like if you sample it and you sample it like half decently it's going to sound great just because the song it's that it's sampled from is great and again we'll talk about a couple more of these cheat code samples later on this episode and then i'll i'll pro i feel like i i really actually want to compile a list i feel like that'd be really fun to go over that for a separate podcast but again i'll save that for a separate podcast so back to this song again called Tap In. Well, actually, let me let me go back to the beat first. <laughs> the beat, I mean, you can really do... I want to accentuate that what I mean by a cheat code in, uh, by a cheat code sample is that you can literally do anything you want over the sample or the beat and it would sound decent at the absolute... It would sound like just decent at the absolute worst just because the sample is just fantastic. And I'm looking at I'm looking at the baby for this when I'm saying this because he really just did not sound that great. This is this is just not a good the baby verse. Not that a lot of verses by the baby are great, but this is just not a good one. But it still doesn't sound that bad because the the, the instrumental is hard. So what are you gonna do? This is a pretty fun song with a really 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 catchy chorus. I didn't actually listen to the original version of this song when it came out, however many months or years ago it did. But I I knew it existed. I just never sought it out because I never I just didn't feel like it but it actually kind of made it actually kind of makes me want to go back and listen to the original and see what it sounds like um again the the lead artist name name is Sweetie S-A-W-E-E-T-I-E -E -E. female rapper I believe from Atlanta I could be wrong on that um but yeah I mean there's there's not much substance on this song and every artist doesn't like you know just destroy their 
their respective verses, but it's still good enough to land in my like songs. And like I said, it's 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 cool. It's fun. You can just put it on. It, it's it's fine. And last song I have to talk about in my mid mid or mixed category, excuse me, is called OMG What's Happening by Ava Max. Ava spelled A V A. And then Max spelled like Max. This is just a really fun song from if if you uh, from Ava Max. If you don't know who Ava Max is, and I'm not saying I did, I don't saying I'm not saying I know too much about Ava Max, but she is the singer of uh, Sweet But Psycho song, which you have definitely heard on the radio before, or in really anywhere, maybe like a store or a department store, a mall. You've definitely heard the song before. Um, that's Ava Max. I am definitely not too knowledgeable, knowledgeable, excuse me, of her, but I did see when I was looking at the song that she has her full-length album coming out in two weeks, so I'm definitely gonna gonna have to check it out based on how much I like the song, which is a good bit. Again, not enough to land it on my favorite songs of the week, mostly because as I was just looking for it. I'm not sure if I was being too critical about it, but I see I tend to be very critical about pop songs. At least when I'm like thinking about how much I like them because you know, for in order for a pop a pop song is pretty easy to be good or for me to like a pop song, but for me to love it it needs to do a lot or it needs to have like a really 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 big standout moment or standout part of the song like the instrumental needs to be insane, like there needs to be some really great vocals in it or just the subject matter has to be great. There has to be something that just stands out to me above like you know just a typical run-of-the-mill pop song and even though I do like this song a lot and a lot of the parts and every part of the song is really good there's just no part of the song to me that was great that's not the best sell of this song it's still a really good song it's just kind of like you know there's there's not that single part of me that like just made me want to add this to my favorite songs of the year playlist so it's a great song again it's called OMG What's Happening by Ava Max go check it out great song just not great enough for my face. <laughs> but that pulls us into my favorite songs of the week. And for that, we will start off with the song called Invisible by Yuna. Yuna spelled U. That is not how you spell her name. It's <laughs> Yuna spelled Y-U-N-A. Excuse me. Ah, water's great. So I've become a pretty big fan of Yuna ever since I heard her album called Rogue from 2019. Which had some of my some songs in here, which I would put on my all-time favorite songs list already, even though it only came out last year. Songs like um, "Black Marquee" and "Amy," which I think are incredible songs. And while I didn't like the whole album, the album as a whole, um, I did like a bunch. Of, I did like you know, like maybe half the songs I like really, really, really liked. Um, so difficult check that's that album out again. It's called um, excuse me, it's called Rogue. And again, this is by Yuna, Y-U-N-A. But for anyone who isn't familiar with her, I would classify as a slightly, like very slightly poppy R&B singer-songwriter with, you know, a really, a really, really, really beautiful voice. She is, oh God, I don't feel like going up. She's, she's, <laughs> it sounds funny if I just say she's foreign, but she's foreign. Um, I can't remember exactly where she's from, but you can definitely hear it in her voice, but it sounds really cool. I th it sounds really different than what you hear now, and I like it a lot, which is why I like her a lot. Uh, and speaking of her voice, it's very prominent on this song, which is structured and performed as kind of like an R&B ballad in a way. 
that's kind of, I'm not sure how to, like, describe that further, that's just kind of, like, the words that came to my mind when I was thinking about it, you know, it's, it's just really, really, really smooth, um, yeah, the song is basically about having feelings for someone who doesn't know that you have feelings for them, you know, hence invisible, so you can kind of gather all you need to know about the song from just kind of that, <laughs> that very quick synopsis alone, and even though the premise, which is, you know, somewhat played out in music and, you know, in just pop culture in general, is pretty played out, I still think that the song is good enough to warrant its inclusion on this in this section. I think I just every, every the the instrumental does a lot for me. If you if you wanna compare my analysis to this song compared to what I was talking about with OMG What's Happening by Ava Max, the instrumental on this song is great to me and I think her voice is stands out a lot more. Which is why it landed on this list and not um and not the mid and the last song the only other song i have in my faves is of course of course of course of course i have to talk about hit different by SZA and ty dollar sign and the neptunes which i don't know how i missed on the first time around or first few times that the neptunes genres i don't know if they just weren't listed on spotify right away or if i just missed it somehow like, I was just too excited to listen to the song that I just added it to my library and just didn't pay any mind after that. But, yeah, the Neptunes are here. If anyone who doesn't know who the Neptunes are, it's a, it's a producer duo, uh, which is half Pharrell and half... Uh, I forget the guy's name, but it's Pharrell. Pharrell, Pharrell Williams. Legendary producers. Alright, so, obviously you guys know... <laughs> You guys know how much I, I gas this woman up and how much I love her and her music. So believe me when I said that I was very, very, very nervous, excuse me, nervous that my expectations for her lead album single, which I'm which I'm pretty sure this is what this is. This is a lead album. It, it definitely seems like it. Just with what her and her manager have been saying, um, this definitely sounds like this is going to be the lead single for her upcoming album, which is coming out whenever she decides, hopefully soon. But I expected my, and I was nervous that my expectations for this song were going to be way too high, too high to reach, because I hold, I I hold Control, which is her debut album, her only other album out, to such an absurdly high standard, and I, I hold her and her music in general up to such an absurdly high standard. I was very worried that after this long break, that I kind of would have built these expectations up to be unachievable and then i heard the pharrell four count at the beginning of this song and somehow i just wasn't nervous anymore i was like oh yeah she, she's in good hands <laughs> which is even the funnier considering i didn't know that the that the neptunes produced this for like the couple days before i recognized it because there's a very obvious pharrell four count in there for any of you guys who don't know or I, I, i'm under the impression that not a lot of people know I only know this because I'm just a, a nerd at this point about shit like this. But for the vast majority of songs that are produced by Pharrell Williams or the Neptunes, there's a there's a very clear before the song starts, there's a one, two, three, four start every single song. Um uh, Milkshake is a good is a by Kelly's is a excuse me. Is a good example of that. Um Happy. I mean, you guys have all heard Happy before on the radio. I, mean, I know you have. <laughs> But think about how that song starts. It's the do, 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 do. You know, it's a four count. I just like knowing, like, learning about stuff like that. It's essentially a producer tag. Like, you know, like, um, 
like a like a Metro or a Hit Boy beat. Like you know how producers just have tags. They have the little snippet of someone saying their name on songs that they produce. That that's essentially Pharrell's tag, and it's a really like subtle tag that I just came to love and I came to look out for whenever there's a Pharrell song. I just like hearing that shit because I think it's cool. But anyway, tangent Pharrell Pharrell producer tangent over. Um, I'm gonna be going back to the song itself. I'm gonna be super 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 honest here. I will be the very first to say that I think the Ty Dolla Sign led chorus is very underwhelming. I think somehow Todd Dolla Sign is, which I didn't expect off just looking at him being, it's just seeing that he was on the song in the first place. I did not expect him to be, I'm going to say he's the, listen, I'm going to say he's the worst part of the song. It's not bad. It's just underwhelming. I just expected a lot more from it. That's kind of where my expectations come into play, but his 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 him on the chorus was very was very 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 underwhelming. I shouldn't I shouldn't put that many varies under it, but it was it was decently underwhelming. Oh, excuse me, it has grown on me since the first listen, but I still feel like it could have been better. Especially since they s- decided to start the song off with the chorus, which I mean isn't obviously is not unheard of, but it's very. I, I think it's very underwhelming to be, like, the first thing that you hear after the Pharrell 4 count, but, you know, to each his own, I guess. It also doesn't help that SZA absolutely blew him out of the fucking water approximately three seconds after, <laughs> in, into her singing her own verse after the chorus, like, just d- d- destroyed him vocally. Listen, I'm not sure if I was clear. I'm not sure if I'm clear on this, on my opinion on this song yet. But SZA absolutely destroyed this song, as she should have and would have and definitely did. <laughs> absolutely destroyed this song. The whole thing, both of her verses destroyed. Her pre-chorus eviscerated. It was insane. I like the pre-chorus might be. It goes like the order of how much I liked each section, each of her sections on the song is like. I think the pre-chorus the second verse, and then the first verse, if you were to, and then, like, and then somewhere in between those three is, like, her her additional vocals added onto Ty Dolla Signs when he's doing the chorus, because they definitely make it a lot better, but, yeah, she, she killed the shit. If I'm going to be even more honest here, I've listened to this song so many times since Friday, and I really can't tell you what it's about, and that's because I just really don't care, and by what it's about, I mean, like, what the actual lyrics are trying to tell me, like, what the story is she's trying to paint for me or whatever. I could not tell you, and I didn't want to look it up, because I just don't care. <laughs> I really just don't care. Her voice alone, alone carries this song to the point where it just seems like the lyrics are just vehicles for just her to play with her voice instead of the other way around. Like, you know how, like, I don't know how to describe that any better, but it's like, the lyrics are really just her just singing more. It sounds weird for me to say. I don't really know a better way to articulate what I'm trying to say there. But, like, she could have just been saying gibberish into this, with this song, but have it sound the same, and it would still sound incredible. That's essentially what I mean. Like, the lyrics do not matter at all. I just, they just sound great. She just sounds great. Oh, excuse me. And I usually, okay, so quick note i usually don't talk about music videos too much on this podcast because i really don't care that much about them most of the time unless there's like something super great about it like there's a really cool like story with it or whatever else there's some added 
verse or something. I usually don't talk about it unless that happens. But she killed this music video too. Choreography was great. Costumes were great. Set design was great. Um, it was all really good. And, and Sizzle, Sizzle looked great. So, you know, I'm not going to argue. But what I wanted to talk specifically about her music video for is because... As a bonus for watching a video that I was going to watch regardless of how good the song was, realistically, because it's still SZA, I got treated to about a minute and a half snippet of another song. It's it's either a song or an interlude. It, it was kind of unclear what it was, considering it just kind of seemed like it got cut in a weird spot at the end of it, but... Um, it's it, 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 They essentially played the, the normal song that you can find on DSPs. And then, as the song ends, it, like, completely switches. Like, it's almost like a whole different music... Well, it's it's essentially a whole different music video. The last, like, minute and a half. Like, completely different costume, completely different set. Um, completely different sound... Like, sounding song. But... It was, like, added on to the end of the music video. But it, it's not on streaming anywhere. So the only time I can listen to... And such, it's not part of the song. It's not actually part of this song. Hit different. It's like a completely different song, but it's structured it, the way it sounds. Like it kind of seems like it's an interlude that'll probably be on her next album. So it's probably gonna go like on the album if you're gonna listen to it sequentially. It'll probably go hit different wherever it is, and then immediately after hit different, there's gonna be probably this this verse that is that is on the, that is in the music video, just as like an interlude or something like that. Which I think is a cool. Which I think is really cool. I, I, I'm not too familiar with a lot of artists that do that. I can, I can think of a few, but that do that. That's kind of add like a little snippet of an upcoming song on their music video for a song that has nothing to do with this new song. But I like how she did that. And it sounds incredible, which makes me mad because it's incredible. And I can't listen to it unless I watch the music video on YouTube, which means I have to go to YouTube to, to listen to it, which sucks. <laughs> and, you know, just again... Same thing, I'm just mad that I have to just wait more time. I just, I just don't have this SZA album just in my, on my phone yet. That's just, it's, it's big sad. <laughs> this album's gonna be great, though. This album's gonna be really good. And I am, you, y'all know I'm gonna be in here gassing that shit when it comes out. So just wait up for that. But anyway, go listen to the song. It's called Hit Different by SZA. Again, SZA spelled S-Z-A. And also go listen to Control because that album is amazing. Alright. Before I get into the album that I want to talk about, just a single album that I want to talk about, I do, and it's funny, I just mentioned, I just said that I don't usually talk about music videos, but I feel like I have to mention this music video for, or that Drake and DJ Khaled did for um, the pop star song, which I which was released and I talked about it about a month or so ago. They released a music for it, music video for it on Friday, and it's great. I I, I just kind of want to mention it here. I'm not going to talk a lot about it, but I just think it. I just think it was really cool. I think it was really great. That like there's like a bit at the beginning that like DJ Khaled is like calling Drake to get him out into, I would assume the U.S. to like you know record a music video for the song, and Drake's like nah, and he's just. I don't know, I just think it was funny, like, just the way that it was put together, it's just, like, a bunch of DJ Khaled videos of him saying just, like, DJ Khaled shit, and Drake doing, Drake acting as, he, as, <laughs> fulfilling his full circle, 
um, of entertainment going from actor to singer back to actor. <laughs> it was funny. I liked it a lot. And also, uh, Justin Bieber, who is the star of the music video, he essentially takes Drake's place as the rapper in the music video. And it was it was it was funny to watch. He did a pretty good job for you know what it was. And uh, yeah, I just want to mention because I thought it was funny. And if you haven't seen it yet, definitely go check it out. It's 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 a it's a fun watch. It's a fun watch to say the least. All right, now switching into albums. I'm only gonna be talking about the Big Sean album because Big Sean album, excuse me, because there is no way in hell that I'm going to torture myself by listening to that goddamn Six Nine album. I'm sorry. I heard I listened to one song. I can't remember which song it was because I the way I approached it because I already listened to Trolls, and then um, uh, what's the other one that he came out with as soon as he got out of jail? Uh, I can't remember it. I don't really care that much. I, I, Trolls has has grown on me as a song, but essentially what I did was I just went to the album and I just closed my eyes and tapped on a song. I didn't want to look at the list. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to just I just want to see what it would sound like, and it sounded horrible. So I'm just not I'm just not going to talk about it. I'm not going to do it to myself. So let's get into this Big Sean album called Detroit Two. So, Big Sean is probably one of the most unreasonably and undeservingly disrespected rappers to be in the mainstream or to be in the limelight over the past few years, despite releasing a what I would refer to as a pseudo-classic album in Dark Sky Paradise, where it's just, when I mean pseudo-classic, I mean I would consider Dark Sky Paradise to be a classic album, a classic rap album. Um, I'm not too sure about what other people think about it in the hip-hop community, but I would peg it as, uh, as a, as a low-level classic. Obviously, there's still levels to classics, but I would consider it, like, a low-level classic. And he also released a pretty good album in I Decided in, I believe, 2016, either late 2016 or early 2017. I can't remember exactly when that album came out, but that album's pretty good, too. Double or Nothing with Metro Booming wasn't good. That, that, like, little album that they that little joint album that they did was not good we're just not going to talk about that but that being said the hip-hop scene is constantly putting this man down and underrating his talent so it's safe to say that he had to come through with something special to win the people back over especially after that fucking double or nothing album god that thing was so bad and in my humble opinion i think that he succeeded at doing just that at winning the people over and in a very good fashion in fact this album is equal parts introspective, energetic, representative of Detroit uh, in terms of the style of like the sound and style of rapping and just like the you know associating it. He associates himself with Detroit a lot in his music, and it was very nice to hear him do that. Obviously, Detroit too. It's all you know. That's the focus going back to his roots, all that kind of shit. It was it's it's it was really good. It's really great. I really hope that this album buys Big Sean back some of his quote unquote rap credit. Because in various parts of this album, he really showed why he deserves to be talked about when talking about, like, the higher tier of rappers. I mean, not talk, I'm not talking about, like, the gods of rap. Like, I'm not talking about, like, the gods of rap. But he, he's definitely, I think, even still, just a good bit underrated in terms of the quality of his music. But, you know. What are people going to do? Excuse me. 
A lot of the songs here are great, but there were a few that just kind of really caught my attention. And again, like again, there are, there are others that I liked a lot here, so don't confuse me only talking about these four as the only songs that I like on this album. These are just the only four that I felt the need or that I really wanted to talk about. Um, because there was just some part of that that just really wanted me that just I just really wanted to talk about it for some reason or another. And by the way, this album is 21 songs long, spanning over an hour and 11 minutes. I just want to put that in there and tell you guys that, because of course that will be very apparent later after I talk about these great songs, but hold on to that information for now. Okay, so the first song that I want to talk about, again, there are only four. I'll just go over them briefly. First song that I want to talk about is called Lucky Me. And this is a very introspective Big Sean song, very introspective, at least the first part. Or at least it's structured like that, the first part. This song is Big Sean opening up about some very personal issues from his past. And I guess technically his present, including public breakups, medical complications, depression, etc. I think I should I think I should mention that um while I think that this song is great, I would probably skip this song of the album on previous listens if it weren't for the second half of this song. And I don't when I say skip, it's not because I don't think the song is good. It's skip because the song itself is very, like, low-key. Or at least the first half is very low-key. Because he's very, like, you know, he's opening up. He's very being introspective. So the beat isn't, like, in your face. It's very skeletal. It's, you know, it's 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 what you would rap on if you just wanted to people to actually, you know, pay attention to what you're saying. It's just one of those, that tone. The second half, on the other on the other hand, excuse me, is way more of an upbeat song, and it does a great job of showing off Sean's technical rapping ability, which I think he does doesn't get enough credit for, especially now. Essentially, this is this is a this section of this podcast episode is just going to be me saying that Sean, Big Sean's underrated, but but yeah, the, the second half is what kept me going. I remember listening to the first time and after the beat search I was like, oh my god, oh this is I was kinda like, yeah, this song's alright. And then after the beat search I was like, oh, oh, this is what we're doing. Okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> got it. Next I want to talk about is called Deep Reverence featuring Nipsey Hustle. And I'm not gonna be I'm not going to pretend to be a Nipsey Hustle fan by any means. I'm not gonna do that. But this posthumous verse, obviously if you're not too familiar, he was murdered. Oh, when was that? Two years ago, I believe. I want to say two years ago, maybe a year ago. Um, I think it was two years ago. Whenever Daytona came out. So I guess that was like two years ago. Um, but, or maybe not. Whatever, regardless. Um, but yeah, th- this, the verse here, obviously posthumous, was really great. And Big Sean only continued with the same energy rapping about his relationship with Kendrick Lamar, which was historically kind of rocky after uh, the <laughs> after his control verse, which, you know, m- most hip-hop people know kind of stirred the pot in the rap world for a while, but whatever. You know, there's also some more depression on here, and he also talked about losing a child on here with Janae, I would assume, which is heartbreaking. Not just losing a child, but losing a child with Chine, oh my lord. <laughs> that has to be the worst luck in the world, man. Damn. <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that's Deep Reverence. I, I don't have a lot to say about the song. It's just a really good song. And, you know, it's 
it's just a well-made song. Next thing I want to talk about is called Dawn Life featuring Lil Wayne. And I mentioned cheat code music samples early in the episode. And I'm coming back here again to tell you that using a Michael Jackson sample is cheating in music. I'm concerned I'm considering that cheating. Especially when it's like a certified classic from a certified classic song that like people know, like human nature. Which is what this song samples. He teased this instrumental, well, he teased the song way back, maybe like a year or two ago. It must have been two years, it must have been like a year and a half ago at this point, almost. And I've been waiting on it ever since. I've been waiting on this song ever since because it sounded hard then, it sounds just as hard now. It definitely lived up to the personal hype I had for it, which I was kind of worried it didn't, it wouldn't for some reason. Just because, like, the teaser didn't have any, it didn't have any vocals, it was just the instrumental. But, nah, this this shit's great. <laughs> the way that Hitboy used, excuse me, used this Human Nature sample is absolutely fantastic. Very taste. I don't know if tasteful is the word I want to use. I guess it is tasteful. And Big Sean absolutely obliterated it with his verse. Absolutely obliterated. Honestly, in, 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 in some of his songs, he has some of my favorite, or throughout his music catalog, he has some of my favorite flows, or he you know, perform some of my, some of my favorite rap flows of any rapper, and this song shows it off pretty well, <clears throat> excuse me, and having Wayne on here was kind of a, a decent surprise, because, uh, I just didn't expect A, a Wayne feature on this album, and B, a feature to be on this song specifically, but it was a very welcome surprise, and I actually liked his contribution a lot, obviously I'm not the biggest little Wayne fan, but especially in 2020, but I like this. I like this verse a lot. This would be my favorite song on here if it weren't for Friday Night Cipher. Excuse me, gotta take a big, gotta take a big gulp of water for this song. Excuse me, <clears throat> because this song features T Grizzly, Cash Doll, Cash Kid, Payroll Giovanni, Forty Two Doug, Boldy James, Drigo, Drago, I don't know. Sada Baby, Royce the 5'9", and Eminem. And then Big Sean, obviously. <laughs> so that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 different artists on this song. I'm not even going to pretend like I know half half these people, but essentially this song is just a bunch of Detroit rappers over, I think, four or five different Detroit beats. The beat switches, I think, four times, three times. So I think there are five different beats in total. If I remember correctly, but yeah. Speaking of beats, and again, speaking of hip hop sample cheat codes, they just had to lead this this cipher with the clips grinding beat, right? Like they just had to. Like they they had they, they knew I was gonna they knew that that the people would be listening and they knew that people like this instrumental. Me especially. You you guys have if you follow me on Twitter, you know I fucking love this beat. I love this instrumental. I love this song too. Grinding's one of my favorite songs ever. And it's it might be I think I publicly said that the beat to grinding is my favorite hip hop beat of all time. Which obviously I'm not well versed enough for that to be a legitimate opinion, but I mean it's my opinion, which means it's legitimate anyway. So <laughs> But okay, listen, I don't care if the piano in the back of this <laughs> of this instrumental sounds like a sixth grader on Garage Band made it. I'd I'd love this beat. It's all over the place, it's just really crazy. It just doesn't sound like 
it's not perfect, and that's why I like it. It's perfectly not perfect, if that makes sense. And it's great. <laughs> it's a it's a very bold choice of them for putting, um, for putting uh, T Grizzly as the first person rapping on this song, especially on this beat, because this is not the easiest. I can't imagine it's the easiest beat to rap on. And T Grizzly is always off the beat, and on this verse, he is always off the beat. He might be, he maybe caught it like a quarter of the time, <laughs> realistically. But it's pretty dope. His verse is pretty dope. It sounds really fucking cool. It's a good way to open it. It was bold, but it was pretty cool. I'm not going to talk about everybody's verse on here because fuck that, obviously. <laughs> there are 11 verses I'd have to talk about. So I'm not going to do that. But I will, however, touch on three of them Big Sean's, Eminem's, and Cash Dolls because they were my three favorites. Not necessarily in that order, but they were three of my favorites. Starting with Cash Doll, I'm going to go in just sequential order with how they went in the song. Cash Doll absolutely snapped on this on this beat, man, on the grinding beat. It is, whoo, my God, she came in and I was like, oh, I am I am entertained already. Like, just vicious, just v- <laughs> vicious, vicious, vicious beat. It's insane. There's this little, like, four-line pinnacle rhyme scheme that she does, which is probably my favorite thing to rap, like, rap with her on this entire album. I'm not going to do it for you guys now because I'm going to butcher it like hell. But I'm telling you, just listen to it. Just just listen to the song. It's at the very beginning. Her verse is at the very beginning. So you don't even need to listen to it. If you don't want to listen to the whole song, which is nine minutes, by the way. It's like nine and a half minutes. You don't have to. It's just right there. It's just please listen to that verse. It's it's funny as shit. It's really great. Big Sean, as well, also demolished. Demolished his verse. Absolutely destroyed there were there were flows in here that had my face so scrunched up that i was really kind of scared it was gonna get stuck like that and i would never i would just permanently be walking around with like the biggest stank face in the world like he just oh my god there was some there were bars in there there were there was wordplay there was he just rode the beat there was a beat switch he wasn't on the grinding excuse me he wasn't on the grinding beat he was on two separate beats somehow they, they he gave himself a long a long enough verse to be on one beat and then have the beat switch to a second one and then <laughs> rap on that one as well it was really great and like i said just bars everywhere speaking of bars eminem's verse was very unsurprisingly insane <laughs> very unsurprisingly insane I saw people, a lot of people online saying that he shouldn't have been rapping on this beat. They thought it was like a little too like new age for him to be rapping on, which I thought was a little close minded because I could have, A, I could have seen him rapping on this kind of like weird beat back in like, in his earlier rap career. I could have, I could have seen it. It wouldn't be foreign at that point even still. So I don't know why people are telling him he can't rap on it now or that he sounds weird on it now. He rapped on the grinding beat, by the way. He he's out, he was at the end of the song, but they they started with the grinding beat. They did a couple beat switches, and then they switched back to the grinding beat for Eminem's verse. And again, like it sounded great to me. It sounded really great to me. But like I said, the song is nine and a half minutes nine and a half minutes long. With again, there are only there are eleven people on this song, so most verses were only like thirty seconds long or less, with the exception of like Big Sean's. Um, I think Royce's was a little bit longer, but Eminem 
they gave Eminem the last two minutes of the song. Technically two and a half minutes if you count when the beat switched to when he jumped in. Like he had the last about two and a half minutes of a nine and a half minute song on the same beat. No breaks, just wrapped the whole thing. And I was impressed. I was very thoroughly impressed. I mean, you know, just normal Eminem shit, punchlines, double entendres, flow, everything, top notch, godlike. It was there over one of my favorite beats. What more can I ask for? It was it was insane. <laughs> Great song. Again, that's Friday Night Cypher. Overall, I did really like this album. The only thing that I think brought it down a little bit for me was, of course, my norm- my typical day in and day out critique of any album is the length, for the most part. There were three skits on here, which consisted of Dave Chappelle, Eric Badu, and C.V. Wonder all talking about Detroit in their own respective skits. Which, I mean, you know, they were cool, I guess, but... You know, you guys know I'm not I'm not a big fan of skits generally speaking. So on a on a on an album that's an hour and eleven minutes long, I'm just I'm I'm just skipping right over that shit. I'm just not bouncing. I listen to them obviously the first time I listen to the album just because like you know just out of respect for you know Big Sean and everyone who put the work into it like that. But you know I didn't obviously I'm not saving. They're literally just talking. I don't think there's really a beat with any of them as far as i remember they're just like talking about detroit and like stories about detroit whatever um even without those three skits there were a few songs on here that i think could have been cut like the baddest or wolves the wolves had a post malone feature on here which i didn't love um yeah it was just it was just you know it's just too long it's just too long. They could have cut some of the fat out, and it would have been fine. It would have been a good bit better, but, you know, that's just a really cheap... That's a that's a relatively small-scale complaint to have, a, to have about an album. Excuse me. That all being said, though, this is certainly, certainly, certainly... Don't get it twisted. This is certainly a highlight in, Sean, in Big Sean's discography, and, I ho- and hopefully he can take a good break out of this album, enjoy the fruits of his labor, enjoy people talking about it, listening to it, enjoying it. And hopefully he can come back in a few years with an album that keeps the same energy, if not any bit better. But that finishes off New Music Monday slash Tuesday. <laughs> Definitely be sure to go listen to the songs that I talked about today. And be sure to check back next Monday for <laughs> another installment of God Damn It, Kanye Didn't Drop Yet Again. <laughs> Yeah, I have been Nick Hope. This has been the Bittersweet Taste Podcast. I will talk to you guys again on Monday.